Jazz Game Night postgame show here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Gordon Monson with you. The Jazz even their best of seven playoff series with the Denver Nuggets at a game apiece thanks to a win this afternoon, 124 to 105 from the bubble in Orlando. Gordon, I brought this up with uh, David. Uh, I thought that this was the best game that they had played really since that big time run in, in January. And David said, well, when was the Clipper game? Obviously having that to, in mind. And that was December 28th. So this was just, the Jazz just really played well today. Yeah, 32 assists, Jake. We talked about it at halftime, 19. And they would have had more had they had to have them, I think, in that second half. But I am so impressed with the way Donovan Mitchell played that game. I mean, he we, we, we talked about it before. He sat back early on, did not want to dominate that game, did not want to look like he was trying to dominate the game. So he sat back, he observed what was going on. What do you have in the first half? Six points? Yeah, something like that. And he was he was looking for his teammates. And uh, in that second half, that third quarter, he was spectacular, and not only for himself, but in, in helping others. And I know it's a cliche, and I probably shouldn't say it, but this is what the Jazz like to believe is jazz basketball. You know, helping one another out getting the ball where it needs to go. Joe Ingles was uh, was really good in that regard tonight as well today. And, uh, yeah, they, they were able to capitalize. And it, it seemed to me like it took the steam. I don't want to say it took the heart out of the Nuggets, but it certainly took the steam out of them. Well, yeah, it didn't seem like they were. That fourth quarter, it didn't seem like their heart was really in it, that's for sure. And you yeah. mentioned Donovan. He finishes the game with 30 points on 10 of 14 shooting, which is amazing. Six of seven from three. Eight assists. He had a rebound. He also had a steal. Uh, you'll take eight assists to three turnovers any day. Uh, in fact, the Jazz as a team only had six turnovers all afternoon, which is just a terrific number. Jordan Clarkson, we heard in the walk-off, he had 26 points of nine of 18 shooting. Rudy with 19 points. Uh, Joe Ingles with 18 and six assists. So, uh, I mean, it, really the whole team played well. Uh, you know, yeah. everybody who played major mid- minutes this afternoon played really, really well. I thought Roy- I thought Royce O'Neal looked like a different player. All right, uh, Quinn Snyder is addressing the media. Hi, Coach. How are you? How are you? Good, thank you. All righty, we'll go ahead and get started here. Our first question today will come from Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV. Coach, you guys were able to bounce back in a big way today. The 32 assists, the 20 made threes, it seemed just like your group was so confident getting everyone involved and doing everything right today on offense. Well, I think, you know, we were unselfish and, and made the right play when you know, they were aggressive and pick and roll. And, uh, you know, it shows with the assist totals with Royce having eight assists. I thought Donovan was really patient early and made the right play. And, you know, obviously in the third quarter, he had a big quarter. He was able to score offensively. Everybody made the right play, shared the ball, and, you know, put ourselves in a good position because we were able to defend better. All right, next question, Tony Jones, The Athletic. Coach, obviously you guys are great offensively, but, I mean, that, that's got to be – you have to be happy with uh, how you guys were defensively. I thought you guys made them – uh, feel you uh, on most possessions. What did you guys see defensively, and what adjustments were you guys able to make between game one and game two? Well, you know, our guys competed, and, um, you know, to whatever extent, you know, there's a plan. Uh, you know, the players made plays, and, you know, you know, picture they're a heck of a team, and, you know, they're really, really hard to guard. Um, and I just thought our guys – we dug in and collectively really defended, as you said, and did a good job, you know, protecting the paint, finishing plays on the glass. Um, I don't know what the rebound totals were, but we had guys working their tails off to get on the glass. And if you don't get it, just the effort that we had around the rim was great. Royce O'Neal on the ball. And I thought everybody, you know, it it takes a team to defend them because they're, you know, they move the ball so well, and they're so unselfish, and it just puts a lot of pressure on you all the time. So, you know, everybody's got to do their part on every possession. And, you know, for the most part, that's what happened tonight. All right, next question, Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. 
Quinn, to kind of continue on with the defensive theme, uh, Jamal Murray really kind of was able to exploit your guys' defense last game. Tonight, just 14 points on, on only 13 field goal attempts. Was there something you were doing to kind of limit his touches? You, you spoke before the game about kind of limiting the two-man game between him and Jokic. What did you see, uh, what did you see as the game played out? Well, they're, as I said, they're, you know, they're two of the best players in this league. And, you know, when they play together, they're so connected that, you know, it's exponential. Um, and you just have to, you have to compete against them. Um, you know, we were fortunate tonight. Um, we had a good night. You know, obviously these games have been you know, to the wire, you know, every time. And it, it's a series, you know, and I don't, I don't think you get too high or, or too low. Everybody has, um, you know, Donovan had a great game last game. And, you know, they've, they've proven that yeah, they've been beating us the whole season. So the fact that we were able to get one, is, it's good. We tied the series up, but the, the key word is series, and you know, we've got to continue to do it again. Okay, next question, Ben Anderson, KSL Sports. Quinn, what, what does it mean and what does it show from Donovan to score 57 points in the last game and then only take 14 shots in this game and still dominate? He's, it shows you how, how much he thinks the game, how unselfish he is, um, because he did, he did score. Um, he had six at halftime. Um, and then in the third quarter, we, we needed him to be more aggressive shooting the ball, and he had opportunities. Um, and then, frankly, he went back and passed it again. So. He's making the right play, and it shows his mentality that he's able to do what he did the other day. Um, you know, and then tonight, in a different situation, against different coverages and adjustments, you know, he continued to make the right play. It's not a, for him. You know, it shows what kind of player he is. That he's about winning, and you know, we defended as a team, and I think that's where Donovan's focus was, and then on the offensive end, again, making the right play. And really, when you have the ball and you're making plays for other people, um, you know, he cares about his teammates and he wants to win. Um, that, for him, trumps anything, you know, any individual performance. And you, know, you saw that you know, tonight. Okay, that's all we have for today. Thank you so much, Coach. Thanks. All right, there you go. That's Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. His uh, media availability following his team's win, 124 to 105 over the Denver Nuggets. With that, we will say good afternoon to our network stations. Uh, game three, the next broadcast, will uh, be on Friday at this very same time. Tip-off will be at 2 o'clock. Pre-game coverage begins at 1. For those of you sticking around with us, Gordon and I will continue to talk about this one, get you more post-game sound as well. You're fine at 124 to 105 right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show here on the Jazz Radio Network. It's brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation free Subaru retailer. Uh, retailer, your final from the bubble. Jazz beat the Nuggets one twenty four to one hundred five. They even up the series at one game apiece. Game three coming up Friday afternoon. Gordo, let's uh, take a look at your sharp stats of the game. Brought to you by the Les Olson Company. Les Olson Company, your office technology partner. Jazz uh, shot fifty one point seven percent from the field. 45.5% from three. They were 20 of 44. They were led by Donovan Mitchell, who had 30 points on 10 of 14 shooting to go along with eight assists. He had a rebound and a steal as well. Jordan Clarkson with 26 coming in off the bench. Rudy Gobert had 19 points. Joe Ingles added 18 and six assists. And uh, Royce O'Neal, how about this, Gordon? Uh, he had nine points, three of four shooting, all from three. But he had a career high, eight assists, a steal, and two block shots. You know, his performance is kind of indicative of, I think, the overall Jazz performance. You had certain stars that stood out. I mean, like you said, Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert did their thing. They had Clarkson just absolutely shining. But then you had a bunch of other guys who really, really helped in in some subtle way or another. And uh, when the Jazz do that, I mean, I, I don't know whether the Jazz are different than other NBA teams. But in my experience, when I've watched this team through the years, when they are stressing of moving the ball, sharing the ball, being unselfish, doing what's necessary to win, and they, they get into kind of a calm groove, 
uh, when they start hitting those shots like that, they are tough to beat. And it's a tricky thing because they don't always do that. But when they do, it's uh, it's pretty sweet for them. Yeah, when they shoot like that, it's a huge difference. And they're getting up more threes, 44 total threes today, Gordon. So they're doing what Quinn Snyder is asking. And then when, when somebody like Donovan Mitchell hits six of seven, I mean, just lights out. Yeah. And uh, Locke mentioned this, and I wonder if it would be true that uh, – Quinn Snyder would be more of a fan of this performance even than the the, the 57 the other day. Well, I agree with it. And, and uh, Quinn was asked about that when I, I think that it's a profound question. When Donovan scores 57 one night and then or one day and then the next day out, he takes 14 attempts. He had 33 in that first one. He had 14 attempts. Why? Because he knew that's what he could do to help his team. He wanted to get everybody involved. And then in that third quarter, he was spectacular. If he played like that every quarter, his point total would have been off the charts again. But he didn't care. That's not what he was trying to prove. And that's really healthy. When your best player is like that, when your leader, offensive leader at least, plays like that, then the other guys love it. Plus, the the main guys kept their minutes down a little bit. Jordan Clarkson only played 29 minutes today, Gordon. Uh, Donovan Mitchell with 34, Ingles 34, Gobert 34, Royce O'Neal 35. You know, we're seeing all those guys play in the 40s in in game number one. You know, yeah. having a little bit of a cushion and a lead in the second half, that's, that's a little bit of a luxury to have those guys keep their minutes down. Yeah, that does help. You mentioned Clarkson, 26 points in 29 minutes. That's a point a minute. Well, the guy's just a professional scorer. I mean, I mean he's, he is. he's pretty remarkable. But see, that's what makes that, that assist total so spectacular because a lot of Clarkson's scores come off his own uh, maneuvering and whatnot. And so, I mean, that it, 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 the combination of those two things is really impressive. One other stat or a group of stats that really stand out to me. You mentioned uh, Royce O'Neal, plus 19. Gobert, plus 24. Ingles, plus 31. And Donovan Mitchell, plus 23. And then Clarkson, plus 22. Man, those guys played well together. Well, and then if you want to look at the Nuggets real quick here, Paul Millsap minus 13 in 18 minutes. That's not easy to do. Torrey Craig minus 16. Nikola Jokic minus 23. Jamal Murray minus 20. Jeremy Grant off the bench minus 21. Uh, the, speaking of the Nuggets, uh, Michael Porter Jr. had 28 points. Uh, Gordon, he, he really shot the ball well today. Um, Nikola Jokic with 28 points, but he had to work to get there. He was 10 of 21. So uh, in seven to ten from the line, so it's not like it was a really efficient night for Jokic. So and Jamal Murray only fourteen points in this one, six of thirteen shooting after he was unstoppable at the end of game one. Well, the, the uh, what the Nuggets did offensively was disjointed compared to what we saw earlier, but it was good enough to win if the Jazz hadn't been making their shots. And so, how did the Jazz make those shots? They got into a groove like we talked about. They were sharing the ball. They were stopping and popping and feeling very comfortable. As I mentioned, Donovan Mitchell looks as comfortable right now as I can ever remember him being in his career. And I thought uh, Quinn Snyder said something really interesting. Let me see if I can get this exactly right. He said that uh, essentially it was that uh, the Jazz's offense, here it is, he said, we put ourselves in good position because we were able to score and defend better. So the the offense really is connected to the defense, and I think that really worked to their advantage, and that was pretty evident to anybody who was watching. Speaking of Donovan Mitchell, let's throw it back to Orlando. Donovan is addressing the media. Go ahead and get going here with our first question from Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV. John, a big bounce back for you guys today. What did you learn about your team? Um, we got a lot of guys that are ready to fight. You know, they're, they're a tough team. You know, they had uh, multiple weapons. You know, Jokic kind of got off. You know, Royce did a hell of a job on, on Jamal. Um, Porter kind of got off too. But the biggest thing, we stayed together. Even when we missed shots, you know, it wasn't even about the offense. Man. We just stayed locked in and communicated. And that's what we need this whole series. Um, game three is going to be intense. We just need to keep the same energy. Um, and intensity and lock in. Uh, okay, I think our, our next one's actually there with you. Taylor Rooks is, has a question. Hey, Don. So, obviously, last game, you have 57 points. Today, you have 30. How have you almost become 
you know, a chameleon. You can always adapt to like what the team needs from you in any given moment or any given game. How have you been able to, to do that? The biggest thing for me is just trying to, like you said, just reading the situation. You know, I think um, I said it earlier, like the first, my first two years, I kind of saw the rim, you know, and then being a scorer. And now it's kind of, you know, I prided myself over quarantine, just kind of becoming a playmaker, you know, finding ways to get the team involved. And it may not always be, you know, scoring, you know, and I think today just really trusting my teammates and they did a hell of a job to, to, you know what I mean? Rudy, Joe, JC, Royce, everybody, you know, to be able to not just hit shots, but be ready and, and make plays. And I think that's what made it easy for me. Okay, next question, Sarah Todd, Deseret News. Don, um, Mike Malone had talked yesterday about uh, really wanting to get you away from driving to your right and keeping a body on you kind of on both sides. It seemed like they did a pretty good job of that in the first half, but for you, that opens up so many more of those skip passes and those open guys out in the corner. So does that, do you feel like that adds any pressure when they come at you like that? Or does it feel good? Like, Oh, well, then these guys are open. Um, I mean, for me, they did a great job. You know, they did a great job of just trying to make it tough on me. You know, you felt it early, but you know, for me, it's all about adapting, you know, understanding that, you know, the lanes that and the scenes that were there in game one uh, aren't going to be there in game two. And like I said, getting off the ball, trusting my teammates, you know, they, we got guys who can, who can really score, who can really make plays, and you just got to trust it. And, I, and I, I, I trust all my teammates, and, you know, if they want to take me out of it, just being able to find and make the right read. And that's really what I've been priding myself on and trying to do. And like I said, giving the credit to my teammates on, you know, making plays and believing in me that I'm going to be able to get off the ball and then come back if, if need be, which is what happened in the third quarter. All right, next question, Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. John, I'm curious to know what kind of defensive adjustments you guys made tonight. Obviously, uh, Jamal Murray was was big against you guys in game one. Tonight, just 14 points on, on 13 shots. Were you guys uh, doing something significantly different to kind of uh, change his effectiveness? Just make it tough on him. Um, like I said, man, like him and Jokic, you know, they're tough. You know, Michael Porter got going as well. But at the end of the day, you know, they he just trusted Royce and Joe. You know, they – they're our top defenders, and you got Rudy back there as well. Um, but I think the biggest thing is just making it tough. I know for myself personally, when, when Tory Craig does that to me, it, it, you get tired after a while. So for, for us, just Royce picking him up full court, keeping that intensity up. And we got to keep that up throughout the series. You know, it's great to do it today. Uh, we got the win, but we have uh, we need three more. So I don't think we're satisfied with that. We did a good job today. We got to be able to do it again uh, game three. Okay, next up, Ryan Miller, KSL.com. Hey, Donovan, Jamal, he posted that thing uh, on after game one on you guys on social media running into you. How strange is it that you guys are seeing each other between these games? Um, it's, it's a little weird, you know, but at the end of the day, you know, we have, I know pretty much everybody on that team uh, off the floor. But right now it's business, you know, and um, that's really all it is. You can see him walk by him, but it's business, and you just got to stay locked in. You know, it's nothing personal. Uh, we just got to go out there and just – Stay locked in throughout the entire playoffs. I mean, at the end of the day, like I said, we know each other. It's a, it's a, it's a small world, like in the basketball world. We know, I've known Jamal since high school. I've known um, Gary Harris, Will Barton, went to that same high school. I did. Like, we're going to see these guys. It's a matter of can you take that and separate that from what you need to do on the court. Okay, last question uh, for you here today will be from Tony Jones, The Athletic. Hey, Don. Um, you know, did you guys, I mean, you know, losing to Denver four straight times, three times in the regular season, did you guys, even though those got all those were possession games down the stretch, were you guys kind of like, okay, if we just make some adjustments, we're right there against this team, and we can, we can make this a close series and a long series? Yeah, um, for sure. I think the biggest thing is, like I said, just being aggressive. You know, obviously it's easy when the shots are falling. The guys, we all had shots, we, we did our thing, but – I think the biggest thing to take away is the defensive, how blocked we were defensively from, from top to bottom. I think that's really where we stood out. And that was kind of the difference between a lot of these games. I think, you know, for the most part of the regular season, I hadn't shot well. Uh, Mike hadn't shot well, Bullion, like in those games. So I feel like if we could continue to do what we did today defensively and also make shots, I think uh, we have a chance to something really special, not just in this series, but, you know, we get three more, we get the next one. But I think for right now, we're focused on game three and uh, being able to replicate what we did tonight uh, on game three. 
All right, there you go. Donovan Mitchell, who was terrific again today. 30 points, eight assists. He had a rebound. He had a steal as well. And, Gordon, you talked about that mentality that uh, you mentioned of, of getting everybody else going and getting everybody else involved. Yeah, that's. I, I think that's a real compliment to Donovan Mitchell to be able to do that. Did someone use in the press conference, someone used the word chameleon? <laughs> I think that's an interesting one. Because I don't think it's quite that dramatic, but boy, he—he's Donovan. We've we've never doubted his intelligence. I mean, he he has to gain some experience, and you have to live through certain uh, game situations in order to to own them, to control them. And Donovan is doing that, and we 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 saw it in game one, and we saw it in game two in a different way. And uh, and the fact that he is aware of that. He wanted to get his teammates involved after he went for 57 in the first game. He did that. He got them involved. They had a 13-point halftime lead. And then in the third quarter, he felt like he had to exert himself more. And that's exactly what he did very efficiently. So that when we talked with him before the season, he, he, there were two things he wanted to accomplish this year individually. He wanted to see the floor better, and he wanted to be more efficient. And that's precisely what he was today. And the Jazz win. And when the Jazz win, you win. The day after every Jazz win, Homer away, Little Caesars is giving you free pizza. Order one custom-round multi-topping pizza through the Little Caesars app, and you will receive a free large extra most bestest pepperoni pizza using promo code UTAHJAZZ, all one word. Valid at all participating Utah Little Caesars locations. Mobile orders only. Coming up next, we'll get you more sound from Orlando. And we'll continue to break this one down as the Jazz beat the Denver Nuggets 124 to 105. I want to remind you to go where love takes you in the all new, completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback. Available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. More straight ahead here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz Game Night Post Game Show here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Gordon Monson with you. It's brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. Your final, Jazz beat the Nuggets 124-105, to evening up the best-of-seven series at one game apiece. We'll get you more sound from the locker room coming up here momentarily, but let's uh, check out your points in the paint. Brought to you by Serta Pro Painters. Call 1-800-GO-SERTA or visit certapro.com. That's Serta with a C. We do painting, you do life. Points in the paint, Gordon, and this is a very telling stat for uh, for this afternoon's game. The Jazz had 48 points in the paint to the Nuggets, 28. That's a remarkably yeah. low number. They had 40 in game number one, and that's a low number. So down yeah. to 28, uh, you know, I think the go-bear factor is very real. Yes, uh, it's it's a funny thing because sometimes we look solely at the block shots, and he had, what do you have, two, two in yeah. this game? But how would you describe his overall defensive uh, prowess or presence? Uh, stifling. Discour- uh, discouraging? <laughs> yeah, discouraging, <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, guys don't want to mess with that. And, uh, yeah, so his, his presence was huge, uh, far beyond what, uh, what the numbers say. Yeah, I, I, there's, there's no doubt about it. And when you see uh, Nikola Jokic and he still had 28 points this afternoon, that can be a little bit misleading because it's where did he get those points and how efficiently did he get them? And Rudy was, I mean, he's just, he's just extremely effective. There's just no doubt well, about it. Well, Jokic's a great player. I mean, he's just, he's got, he's got a skill set that is just really fascinating to watch. But, but I thought Gobert was so effective, so important for his team the overall effect he had on what was happening on the floor. And I'll go back to that block shot in the second quarter. I mean, that was that was just something else. <laughs> the volleyball. The spike <laughs> where he just fed yeah, it to Jokic. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah uh, that, uh, and then he had the big players. dunk to end up the, to end the half where he beat the clock with that huge putback dunk. Yeah, yeah. Players hate it. They hate that kind of thing. I don't know what it is, but I think it affects – what goes on between their ears? Well, I know what it is. Uh, it's nobody likes looking bad. <laughs> yeah. Some of us don't care, but you know. <laughs> but in, in the case, in the case of of every player I've ever talked to, if you said to them, "What do you hate the most?" 
in in, a, in the course of a game, and and I've heard it over and over again. Getting my shot blocked, it, it just it it yeah it does it it rips their guts out. Yeah, it is. It's disheartening when you get your shot stuffed like that. <laughs> like that, especially <laughs> <laughs> like that, uh, and you're going to end up, you know, on the on all the highlight reels uh, all afternoon and evening long. All right, let's get back to Orlando. Speaking of Rudy Gobert, here's Rudy addressing the media. Okay, we'll go ahead and get started um, with our first question from Kristen Kinney, Jazz TV. Hey, Rudy, I know this was a big one for you guys to bounce back, and Donovan was just talking about all the things you guys learned today about your team. Uh, just can you talk defensively uh, what you were able to figure out tonight that was different from the previous meetings with Denver? Just the physicality, the intensity. You know, we we came out just more physical. Uh, Royce O'Neal did a great job. Uh, Juwan, Joe, all the guys, you know, we really took another level defensively. Okay, next up will be from Taylor Rooks, who is there with you. So just kind of going off that, you are obviously the, the defensive go-to guy on the team. What are you telling your teammates about ways that they can up their defense against the team? I think the main thing is to be disruptive. You know, we felt like last game we we played good defense, but they weren't feeling us enough. And uh, we really wanted to try to take away the game and make sure that, you know, if they're going to hit shots, they're going to have to feed us a little more. And... You know, any scorer knows that uh, it's, it's harder to, to get comfortable when you have bodies on you. And, and if they go through the rim, they know that I have their back. So that's the main thing. Thank you. All right, next question, Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune. Rudy, usually they score so many points on cuts around How are you able to kind of get that out? And, you know, really, they only had seven layups tonight. What, what do you do to protect the paint as well as you guys did? Uh, like I said, you know, the physicality was there, uh, the communication was there, and uh, against this team, the number one, the number one most important thing is to get those rebounds. And I think we did a great job. You know, they had a few offensive rebounds in the fourth, but uh, throughout the game, we did a great job. You know, everyone was uh, giving up their bodies to, to put the body on someone and get the ball. And that's the, we know that's the key to the game against against a very big team. Okay, next question, Sarah Todd, Deseret News. You've got a strong possibility that you're going to get Mike back for the next game. Um, how has that changed things for I mean, getting a win like this, with that large of a margin without him, and then adding him back to the mix, what's that going to do for you guys? I mean, it only adds positive. You know, having someone like a player like Mike Conley and a leader like Mike Conley back on the back with us, you know, it, it only adds positive. And, uh, you know, I know Mike has been, uh, been keeping his rhythm, staying in shape. Uh, you know, he has a he has a new baby at home, so I know he's in, he's in a great state of mind, and uh, it's only going to be positive for us. Okay, next question, Andres Lopez, Cultura Sports. Thank you. Um, you mentioned earlier the role that Juwan Morgan played. Today he got his first start. Can you talk a little bit about his story and what he represents to this team? I mean, Juwan's been great. You know, he's been very professional throughout the whole year. But, you know, throughout this period of time, you know, he's been a... He's, he's, he's kind of my rookie, so he's been, he's been really great for me. Anything I ask, he's been doing it. And, you know, being able to see him... Uh, with such professionalism and, uh, you know, such, uh, how can I say, like, I really felt like he was a, he was a veteran out there, you know, first start NBA playoffs and he had no pressure, you know, he, he did everything we asked him to do and, uh, and he's a big, you know, one of the big reasons why we're able to, to play the way we play today and uh, end the first game. Alrighty, last question will be from Tony Jones, The Athletic. Rudy, what, what adjustments, if any, specifically that you, you're willing to share, uh, did you guys make defensively from game one to game two? Just get, get more physical. You know, that was, on the first game, I feel like we were too worried about, you know, the calls and, and all that stuff. And we were trying to get away from from getting physical, from getting to them. And we got fouls anyway. <laughs> so we are just like, you know, let's, let's get disciplined, let's get physical. Uh, let's be smart, communicate. 
and uh, make them feel that way the more. And you know, if you're gonna, you know, if they're gonna make shots, at least they're gonna make shots with, you know, with having bodies on them and, and, and people touching them. And, you know, we did a great job doing that, and at the same time getting on the balls and getting those long rebounds, and that was the key to the game. All right, there you go. That was Rudy Gobert talking about his game, and he played very well today, Gordon. 19.7 of 10, shooting 5 of 8 from the line. He had seven rebounds, three assists, and two blocked shots. But, uh, you know, once again with Rudy, it's it's really impossible to to measure his overall impact. What did you think of his comments about the physicality of the game? Did you, as you were watching that game, did you think the Jazz were being overly physical? Much more so than game number one. Yeah, I think that's what he was comparing yeah. it to. Well, well, we talked about that during the pregame, Gordon, and, and Quinn Snyder covered it uh, a little bit uh, in his pregame comments as well, that they wanted to make Denver uncomfortable. And I think that's what that looked like. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. That's, that's exactly right. And, and in particular, Jamal Murray. I can't – I mean, the stark difference between game one and game two for him – I mean, today he 14.6 of 13 shooting, three boards, four assists, uh, three turnovers. I mean, just a real non-factor in the game after he looked unstoppable at the end of, uh, of yeah. regulation in into overtime in game number one. You know, I think that adjustment on him in particular was extremely effective. They were much more physical with him. And Royce O'Neal was able to do it without fouling, which I thought was a pretty big deal. Yeah, I yeah, that that is that's big in in Quinn's mind. He wants to see the physicality without a bunch of fouls, and uh, and that's what happened. Unless you're Juwan Morgan, in that case, you you go ahead and commit as many as you want. <laughs> well, it's it's interesting to me that when you watch a player like Jamal Murray when he's got it going, you think you think in your mind, okay, you can't stop this guy. He can get where he wants to get on the floor. And he can hit the shots. Very difficult to guard him. But then you have this switch over where you do play more physical. You make him more aware of where you are. And and, and the, the word that the Jazz like to use, and you heard Rudy use it there, they felt us. You know, they they, they want to make those players feel their presence. And uh, it's quite effective. It's really, I think, just about the only way you can do it. Because if you if you double and triple team guys like that, then they're going to find somebody else who's wide open. You know, they felt us. That's the that's the latest sports cliche that would be yeah. completely inappropriate if used into a different con in a different context. <laughs> <laughs> well, how was dinner tonight, Gordon? Well, they felt us. Let me tell you. Uh, well, yeah. uh, no, I get you what you. How do you do? How do you do the night? <laughs> well, I, I cop the feel. <laughs> okay, that's enough. Once again, Gordon takes it too far. Sorry, All right, coming up came out a little bit. A there, little right? bit, yeah. Coming up next, uh, we will get you more sound from the locker room. We will continue to break this one down as well. We'll take a look at your assist feature. We'll find out who tonight's Master of the Glass was as well. want to remind you to go where love takes you in the all-new, completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback. Available now, Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Jake Scott, Gordon Monson with you, the Jazz winners this afternoon in Orlando, 124 to 105 over the Denver Nuggets right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz Game Night Post Game Show, Playoff Edition here on the Jazz Radio Network. It's brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. Your final from the bubble in Orlando, 124 to 105. Jazz even up their best of seven series with the Denver Nuggets at one game apiece. Gordon, you're gonna like this one. Let's get to the assist feature, proudly sponsored by Larry H. Miller Dealerships. Throughout the Utah Jazz season, Larry H. Miller Dealerships is donating $50 for each assist to Larry H. Miller Charities. We are driven by you. Gordon, you've uh, pointed this out often here in the post game. You pointed it out at halftime as well. 32 assists for the Utah Jazz today, uh, led by Donovan Mitchell, who had eight. Royce O'Neal had a career-high eight assists. Joe Ingles was six. Uh, they just really moved the ball well, really, throughout the entire game. 
Yeah, and that's uh, that's just the key. Uh, I mean, I bet you, I don't know, I've never done this, but I, this sounds like something Locke would have done. Go back and, and, and see how many assists the Jazz have gotten in most of their victories over the past couple of years. And if that number is anywhere near 30, what do you suppose their winning percentage is? I bet it's extremely high. I think we should give you this research project, Gordon. Oh, man. If you could, yeah, if you could chew into that a little bit and, and report back to us tomorrow on the big show, that'd be great. No, what I'd rather do is I'll explore. It's called David. Psycho- <laughs> I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll explore the psychological effect on everything and uh, – and I'll let somebody else add up the numbers. Uh, but no doubt about it. That was a big part of the game. I mean, they had 19 assists at halftime, Gordon. They had 18 assists all of game number one. So that was obviously something that they had put some emphasis on uh, to come in and do, and they did it really, really well. Uh, yeah. let, let's go back to Orlando, where Jordan Clarkson had a big game today. He's addressing the media. All right, we'll start off, Jordan, with Ryan McDonald, Deseret News. Obviously, big big game for you today. Um, what 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 is going through your your mind, and, and what are you trying to do out there? And is there any any motivation, especially needing to to lead the second unit um, and and kind of give juice to the second unit for you? Really, is just to win. Uh, that's the only motivation. You know, we take one game at a time, um, and one step at a time. Uh, we knew game one was going to be a tough one. Came out here, made adjustments. Game two, um, that's what it's all about. Um, my mindset coming in is just getting the paint, trying to make my uh, teammates better, as long as everybody else. You know, coach told us to attack the rim um, and kick out, uh, look for open opportunities when we have them, take them. So uh, it's pretty all the way down the line, and uh, we're playing for each other and playing together. Uh, it, it works well for us. We got one more from Ryan McDonald here, Jordan. I guess just in terms of, of your shooting, um, are, is it just you were feeling good out there for, from from deep? <laughs> uh, I'm always feeling good, to be honest with you. Uh, I, s- I scraped the last games like I scraped a win. So I'm just coming out there with a free mind. I'm going to take the list that's open and you know, keep continuing to try to help the team win um, and try to impact the game. And that's all I can do when, I, when I'm coming in. That's it. The last question from Sarah Todd Deseret News. Jordan, do you think that you don't get enough credit for your defense? Uh, I mean, I made a, a lot of strides uh, defensively. So um, being here, Quinn talks to me, um, you know, tremendously about it. Um, you know, he's helping me, you know, talking to me during every possession or stop, during a free throw, um, let me know what I have to do. So I would say uh, I have uh, grown in that area, and I'm just trying to keep continuing to get better. All right, Jordan, thanks for your time. Jordan Clarkson, uh, once again, big game coming in off the bench, 26 points in 29 minutes, 9 of 18 shooting, 4 of 9 from 3. He was uh, 4 of 4 from the line. And, you know, Coach Chiesa talks all the time, Gordon, about uh, guys uh, knowing their roles, being able to function and and fill their role on a game-by-game basis. Well, Jordan Clarkson has a really fun role. You come in and and you create shots for yourself and you go out there and get buckets. I bet he loves his role. It sounds like something you would like, Jake. You know, a lot of these young guys, you know, they're saying, all right, your role is to go out there and play really, really good defense and uh, and hustle and do all and rebound and do all the things nobody wants to do. Jordan, your role, get in there and take as many shots as you can. <laughs> it doesn't matter where you are on the floor. Fire it up there, buddy. Just get it going. It's, I mean, that is every, that is every uh, sort of uh, – a scrub's dream when you get out on the floor, right? And you're in some run down at the local gym, you know, just fling up whatever you want. And we'll all be happy with it. Right. But, but here's the thing. And, and we're making jokes, but he's really good at it. And if you remember <laughs> before he joined the team around Christmas, Gordon, the bench, and, and it's been a big story all year long, but remember the bench couldn't throw it in the ocean. They would they would go on these huge long scoring droughts because you know Donovan or or more Conley or one of their scores would be off the floor and Jordan Clarkson just uh, scratched the Jazz right where they itched. I mean he he's he's the perfect player for that role, and he was he was great tonight. And you know what? When he doesn't play well, you notice. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because his role is really important. Yeah, you notice it because it. Uh, what do you tell us uh, uh, if a player has that role on the floor? What are you supposed to do? If the ball's not going in, do you tell him to stop shooting? I mean, that, that's why he's there? Yeah, not in his case. That's for sure. 
Yeah, and and so if it's not going well, then yeah, it does sort of stand out like a like a sore thumb. But uh, but but I don't know very many players who can come off the bench and do what he's capable of doing, like what he did today. I mean, you think of Lou Williams, maybe right? right. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, um, uh, you know, Vinny Johnson back in the day. It's it's a rare skill. Well, certainly, you know, Manu Ginobili, uh, yeah. you know, there's oh. a few examples. And it, it, it's kind of the difference in to combine two conversations here, Gordon. Uh, you know, Donovan Mitchell today played a much uh, different game than he did in game number one because the way everybody else was playing required something different out of Donovan Mitchell, and that's he deserves a ton of credit uh, for his ability to do that. Jordan Clarkson's role on this team is is not flexible at all. And and to your point, if he's not shooting the ball, they still want him to shoot it. You know, his his job on this team is not to go out and facilitate, not to go out and get others involved, not to even really think about that. His job <laughs> is to go out there and score the basketball and get shots up because the lineups that he usually plays in demand that of him. Mm-hmm. And that's why yeah. he's, by the way, that's why he's still coming off the bench, even without Mike Conley and Juwan Morgan is getting the start because that role Clarkson fills, he's, he's just perfect for that's exactly right, and uh, you, the, he always has the green light. He always has the green light. He's kind of like and, Ward Ball Gordon Monson. Well, no, that's <laughs> no, no. You mean you I, mean uh, 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 taker? You mean brother uh, Smith doesn't say Gordon get in there and and get thirty? <laughs> well. I'm more like Donovan, you know. If oh, I sense okay. that my team needed it, then I maybe see. I might, you know. I but see. other, other, <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. But in our dreams, right? Yeah, right. All right, Gordon. Let's check uh, check out the Master of the Glass, uh, brought to you by Safe Flight Auto Glass, the local vehicle glass expert. Uh, here for another great year of jazz basketball, and proud to be the preferred auto glass partner of the Utah Jazz. Safe Flight also uh, proud to present this year's Master of the Glass Rebound Program. Uh, when the regular season ended, Safe Flight uh, will donate five dollars for each rebound secured by this year's team rebound leader, with all proceeds benefiting the neighborhood house. Uh, today was kind of a funny day rebounding for the Jazz, uh, Gordon. They had 36 rebounds. They were out-rebounded 41-36, to but they really spread the rebounds out. Royce O'Neal had seven. Rudy Gobert had seven, three of which were offensive rebounds, by the way. And Tony Bradley had seven coming in off the bench. So kind of a kind of a bizarre rebounding game for the Jazz, but they did get 11 offensive boards, which is a really good number for them. Uh, yeah. Denver had 13, but um, kind of strange. Well, I mean, we mentioned it at, at, during the halftime. That he had, what did Rudy have, one one yeah. rebound in the first half? I mean, this is the guy who the Jazz usually absolutely depend on to clear the glass, you know, to, to, to get whatever is out there. And this game was, maybe it's because the Jazz are making so many shots. They didn't that need them to rebound as much. Yeah, that helps. Mm-hmm. But, um, you, you know, George Niang came in and had three rebounds. Jordan Clarkson had four rebounds himself. So, you know, guys were being aggressive on the boards, which is really what they've got to do because Denver, uh, particularly down the stretch, they really crash the glass and, and want to get offensive rebounds. And, and you're right, Gordon, you know, rebounding on this team, they rely so much on Rudy to rebound that, uh, and he just needs help from elsewhere. I mean, I think Derek Favors was such a great rebounder, and he and Rudy together were, were just terrific. Being a little bit of a smaller team, they rely on somebody like Royce O'Neal, who's six four, six five, to be their second rebounder. And you got to give Royce a lot of credit for for doing that. And I know you and I talk about Royce a lot, but I I thought, and and I'm repeating myself a little bit, but I thought he looked like a different player out there today. Eight assists for Royce, career high. Big ups to him. Yeah, and even I have to back off a little bit off what I said, just because I'm not, uh, I, I've never been as impressed with him as you've been. Uh, he was impressive today. I mean, and, and it just shows that he doesn't have to. He, he doesn't have to try to impose his will at the offensive end. He gets open looks. You shoot him when you're open. You don't force anything, and then you do all these other things to make your presence on the court worthwhile. It's just nice to hear you admit how wrong you were. Oh man, feels good. Austin, I'm I'm, I'm waiting for you to play it, but I maybe maybe right now isn't the time. But in my mind, it's always the right time. All right, uh, let's hear some sound before Austin can find that drop. Uh, <laughs> as the Jazz as the Jazz win in Orlando, they beat the Nuggets one twenty four to one hundred five. Series now evened up at a game apiece. Let's hear from uh, the Denver Nuggets. And I'm, I'm actually curious to hear this sound because uh, I want to hear from Jamal Murray, who certainly did not have as good a game, too, 
as he did game one. Here's what he had to say to the media after the game. I'd agree with you, Gordon, but then we'd both Almost be right. Almost made it. Almost. Here's <laughs> Jamal Murray. Uh, just wondering what the difference was in terms of how they guarded you today. Uh, obviously, they put Royce O'Neal on you, but what made that that matchup difficult? Um, he was especially, um, but, you know, we just got to be more aggressive. We just, you know, got to hold our spots more. Um, you know, mess up the plays a couple times. Um, you know, just makes it look worse. Uh, you know, so we can hold our spots, be more aggressive, and you know, do the same thing that, you know, they did to us. Um, you know, they made some adjustments, and you know, now it's our turn to go make ours. All right, next we'll go to Christopher Dempsey. Chris, go ahead. Hey, Jamal, what were those uh, adjustments that, uh, that that you could tell that Utah made in this game? That was your job. <laughs> it's your job. You tell me. No, no, no. That's, that's, that's your job. <laughs> Next, we'll go to uh, Mark Kisla. Mark, go ahead. We, we've talked to you a lot about playing with emotion and playing off the intensity of the home crowd. So often in the NBA playoffs, a team loses the first game and they come out really hard in the second game. Uh, to what extent, I mean, you can't rely on a home crowd to get you out of a hole. So to what extent do you have to rely on each other? With or without the crowd, with the crowd, you know, we're still out there playing the game. Um, you know, we have to get on each other more. We got to just, you know, keep our energy up. Uh, I feel like we got flat. Especially that third quarter, I think we had like 40, 40 points in the third. You know, I just, we got to put a stop to that. You know, we got to hit somebody, box out, you know, all, all game rebound, you know, lock in and get a stop. You know, just, we just can't let them go on a run and then, you know, go on a bigger run game after that. So, um, we just, we're letting them be too comfortable and, and they're getting dressed up and, all right, next we'll go back to Dempsey. Chris, go ahead. Sorry about that. Oh, yeah, there's no problem. Um, it, just generally team-wise, um, what, what, what needs to change this game to game three? Uh, the game just finished. Um, you know, tomorrow we're going to go look at film. Um, you know, get in the gym, for some shots. I uh, walk through the place and stuff, and uh, you know, see what we come up with. But uh, you know, I, you know, I, I can be more aggressive. Um, you know, I, I can't come up the game like that and you know, put up 13 shots or um, you know, have no points in two quarters. You know, just you got to be more aggressive. We got more pressure on the defense, especially when they're pressing up like that on me. So um, some adjustments I got to make by myself, and um, some team adjustments as well. But I uh, will be fine. All right, we know they're going to come out and play hard. Uh, that's what you're supposed to do when you're at its advantage. And now, it's no time for our us to go up on an advantage in game three. So who's going to be ready and um, recoup and we'll be fine. Next, we'll go to Sarah Todd with the Deseret News. Sarah, go ahead. Jamal, there's a strong possibility that they're going to have Mike Conley back for the next game. Um, how does having him in the lineup change the dynamic of how much pressure you can actually put on Mitchell since you're going to have two of those guys out front? Uh, Mike's a great player. Um, very underrated. You know, but uh, you just got to do what we do. Um, this is when we don't have thrill. We don't have Gary. You know, we're, we're dealing with throwing two starters out. You know, so uh, every team has to go through adversity here and there. But um, who's going to fail? Who's going to, you know, find a way to win? And tonight was them. You know, they put pressure on us early, and uh, you know, we didn't react the way we should. So uh, you know, hopefully the game plays a better outing for us. All right, next we'll go to Joel Rush. Joel, go ahead. Hey, Jamal. Uh... You've talked a lot recently about the importance of communication on defense and guys being vocal. Um, do you think your guys' uh, issues tonight were about communication or something different? No, we just got to cover rotations better. You know, some of our scrambles, we got the wrong person scrambling. I mean, that's why it's called a scramble, but, you know, it kind of messes up the rotation even more when we have the wrong guy going out. So uh, we just got to, you know, limit how much we're in rotation to play better one-on-one -on -one defense and – um, you better know, than a little pick and roll that they run. So, like I said, we just got to make some adjustments. You know, you know how the playoffs is. So I have all the answers for you right now. Um, so, I have the answer for you tomorrow. All right, we got time for one more here, and we'll end with Mike Singer. Mike, go ahead. Hey, Jamal, you've talked a bunch about you wanting to bring the right energy, set the tone, the right mentality for the rest of the team. What can you do specifically better uh, for game three? Like I said, just be aggressive. Um, 
you know, whether I'm going downhill, whether I'm taking my shot, I just commit to it. You know, sometimes I, I, I get incisive, you know, um, whether it's I think too early in the shot clock or if I you know, came down no pass, just kind of put off the shot. Um, just got to pick my spots better and, and you know, run the team better. Uh, I feel like sometimes I come down, you know, whatever it is, uh, don't get as organized enough. Uh, so those are little things that can help. And, you know, I'll go make it my just make the same adjustments I got to make. All right, that'll do it, Jamal. Thank you. There you go. That's Jamal Murray, uh, who was pretty ineffective uh, this afternoon in the bubble, uh, Gordon. Six of 13, 14 points, four assists, three rebounds. But he did not want to talk about what the Jazz were doing that was working against him. He, yeah, he pushed back does. against a couple of those questions. So Yeah, he, he doesn't want to – one, he doesn't want to give anything up, and two – in his own mind, he doesn't want to make it think, make anybody think it was what the Jazz were doing. It was what he, what's going on inside him, you know. Well, I I think Royce O'Neal played better. If we want to look at, uh, you, you know, I'm sure it's more complex than that. Of course, so when dealing with a Quinn Snyder co- coach team, you know, no X's and O's are overly simple. But you know, I, I thought he played smarter and better, and and made it more difficult uh, for Jamal Murray. And then getting back to the the physical play uh, that you brought up a couple segments segments ago. I thought it had an impact. And, and plus, I thought the, the defensive adjustment that Denver made on Donovan didn't work at all, where the, the Jazz would get the, the switch that they wanted, and uh, then Denver would run a double team at Donovan. Donovan was, was so uh, heads up, he would make the right pass every time, and then his teammates were knocking down shots. Yeah, it's like he was, he was thinking ahead of the pressure that came. And when you do that, you can actually punish a team for, for yep. you know, it's like a quarterback who's being blitzed and he, he, he you know, he's going to check down to the right receiver just to, to, to do a move, the move the chains. And That's what Donovan was. He was freaking Johnny Unitas out there. And, uh, you, you know, the, the thing with Torrey Craig is without Will Barton being there, who's another decent defender for, for the wings or guards, uh, you, you know, if you switch somebody else, I mean, Michael Porter Jr. is not a defensive player. So if he gets switched on to Donovan Mitchell, you, you certainly understand what, what Denver is doing by, by running Craig back at him. But the problem is, is if Donovan's not going to run right into it, he's going to make the right decision. And, and uh, Gordon, I feel like I'm repeating all the good points you made earlier in the show, but, I mean, it's something that he's really worked on. That you're not going to force it when the other team runs a double team at you. You're going to instead give some glory up to a teammate and let them make an open shot because somebody's open. We saw this with Carl Malone for decades, Gordon. You know, when two people were guarding Carl, somebody else was open. I know it's 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 complex, but uh, they made him pay today. Well, when you mix talent with brains, I mean, it, it really makes it difficult for a team to to deal with that. And uh, the Nuggets struggled in that regard. Uh, and they and they obviously they have to respect them. What do you do if you're the Nuggets? You know, after the guy just put fifty seven on you, you can't just leave him alone. You know, you you got to try something different. And uh, he was he was uh, savvy enough to uh, to take advantage of that. And his teammates made made his effort worth it. Yeah, I mean, the the Jazz doing those, you know, wing-to-wing screens to get the advantageous matchup, there's really not a ton they could do unless you, you say, you know, tell Torrey Craig to go over that screen, but then Donovan's got a step and a full head of steam going right. into the lane. So and it's, you, talk about, you talk about Michael Porter Jr. I mean, the only reason, at, at this point in his career, uh, in a playoff setting, he, he has to make up for his liability at the defensive end by scoring a lot. Which he and did I today. Guess, Which yeah, he, he, he did, did. score. Mm-hmm. He did score. So yeah, as a coach, you have to make up your mind: is his presence on the floor making up for for the liabilities at the other end? And th- that's for Mike Malone to figure out. Speaking of Mike Malone, good transition there, Gordon. Let's go ahead and hear what uh, the coach of the Denver Nuggets had to say. Hey, coach, do you credit this one more to adjustments that the Jazz made coming into Game Two, or was it more things that you guys just didn't do the way you wanted to? No, I wouldn't say this game came down to adjustments that they made. Um, the end of the second quarter, they went on a 15-6 to six run uh, to build the lead. And towards the end of the third quarter, they went on a 15-3 run. Uh, I mean, the adjustment they made was they put Royce O'Neal on Jamal and took Joe Ingles off of him. So if you want to credit them scoring 124 points and limiting us to 105 to that, you can, but I don't buy that. All right, next we'll go to Mike Singer. Mike, go ahead. 
Specifically uh, from the three-point line, was it execution, containment, communication, or all of the above? I'll have to watch the film, but I'm sure it was uh, a lot of a lot of those things. Um, Jordan Clarkson was a difference maker in the first half, 16 of 26. Third quarter, obviously, uh, regarding nobody, 43 points. They shot 72% in that quarter alone. And obviously that was a one quarter where Donovan Mitchell took over. I think he scored 21 of his 30 in that quarter uh, and really got going from the three-point line. So I think it's a matter of uh, executing the game plan, knowing who you're guarding, understanding the flow of the game, communication. So I'm sure when we watch the film, Mike, it'll be all the above to your question. All right, next we'll go to Rod Mackey. Rod, go ahead. Michael, what bothers you most about this? This Was it execution? Was it effort? What What is going to stick in your craw? Well, that we lost. You know, I mean, uh, that's the bottom line. But, you know, I told our team after game one, it's only one game. Uh, we don't get too excited about it. And we're not going to panic after a loss. Obviously, give the Jazz a lot of credit. They uh, they turned it up. We did not play well. And, you know, well, their best players played well. And we need our best players to play well. That's the bottom line. This is the playoffs. So we got to find a way to uh, to respond in game three. Um, but yeah, I'm just more, more disappointed. I thought our guys played hard. Didn't play smart all the time. Didn't, didn't execute the coverages or what we were supposed to be doing. But... Um, give them credit, and uh, we'll be better in game three. All right, next we'll go to Mark Kisla. Mark, go ahead. Happens all the time in, in the playoffs that, that one game looks really bad. How easy is that to put behind you? I think it's easy. I mean, we have to. You know, I mean, if we let this, you know, just kind of stay with us going into game three, it'll be more of the same. Um, this was not the result we wanted, and more importantly, it wasn't the margin that we wanted. You know, all of our games are usually close games, and this one got away from us. Um, so we have to learn from it. We have to look at it. We can't uh, be afraid to look in the mirror and see why we lost. But once we do that, let's turn the page, and it's one-to-one. -one. And, you know, um, you know and we're going on the road now, so we're going to have to play on, in Utah for the next couple of games. But uh, I think our guys are pretty young, resilient. And uh, I think we'll show, uh, uh, give a much better effort and performance in game three. Next we'll go to Kendra Andrews. Kendra, go ahead. Michael, what does it say about the way that you guys defended that just so many jazz players were able to get involved, not just with scoring, but with three of them finishing with six or more assists? Yeah, they, they lead the NBA in drives. You know, uh, they're second in the NBA in uh, pick and rolls or uh, run per game. Uh, so that's how they play. And you know, they're a drive and kick team. And uh, if you're not able to contain the ball, they're going to be able to drive and kick out to their shooters. And you see that for 48 minutes. Um, so it's you know, that's their style of basketball. And obviously we have to do a better job with that one-on-one -on -one containment. All right, we have time for one more, and we'll end with Sarah Todd with the Deseret News. Sarah, go ahead. Mike, you kind of going off of what you just said, you know, part of what you said yesterday was that you wanted to kind of keep Donovan from driving right and be able to have better one-on-one -on -one contact with him. Well, when you cut off that right drive, but then he's kicking over to the left and he's such a good passer, what does that do? Well, it makes it really hard. <laughs> now, anytime you put, you know, two guys on the ball, you're going to give something up. Uh, he's a hell of a player. Uh, we did a much better job on him tonight than in game one. Uh, but obviously, you got to give their bench credit. You know, Jordan Clarkson, the rest of their bench had an impact. I thought Emmanuel Moody played well for them in the first half. 43 points for their bench compared to 30 for our bench. Um, and that's why they're such a hard team to guard because they play with multiple drive and kick players. You know, Joe Ingles is a guy that initiates, drive and kick, pick and roll, whatever it is. And Joe always seems to make the right read out there, the right play. Uh, so those guys had 14 of their 32 assists. Um, but, you know, we, we've, we've done it before. Uh, we, we beat them three times in a regular season. We've done a great job on Donovan Mitchell before. So we just have to uh, be better in terms of our approach, our effort, and our discipline come game three. Gordon, that was Mike Malone, head coach of the Nuggets. And uh, right to, toward the tail end of his comments there, he talked about the Jazz bench having 43 points. And I looked right at Austin. I said, wow, that's a big number. That's a big 
scoring number coming off the bench, and then you look down and it's like, oh, yeah, Jordan Clarkson had 26 <laughs> of those. <laughs> yeah, it's a little deceiving. A little bit, yeah, uh, because he essentially is a starter uh, when – uh, the Jazz are playing this lineup with Juwan Morgan. They just want to uh, control the time he comes in. But but regardless, 26 points from, from Jordan Clarkson. 43 is a great number for the Jazz coming off the bench. Terrific. Yeah, yeah, and that's been an area of, of difficulty at times in the past. All right, uh, we want to remind you to go where love takes you in the all-new, completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback, available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. We'll put a bow on the post game coming up next here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show right here on the Jazz Radio Network. It's brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation free Subaru retailer. It's a final. Jazz beat the Nuggets 124 to 105. They even up the series at one game apiece. Great performance from Donovan Mitchell with 30 to go along with eight assists. Jordan Clarkson with uh, 26 points, three assists, and four rebounds. Gordon, let's, uh, as we put a wrap on the postgame show, let's kind of uh, apply what we learned from today's game going forward. Is uh, uh, What you saw today change your perception of the series uh, overall? A little bit, yeah, it does. That The Jazz found it within themselves to, uh, to beat this team. You know, prior to this, the first time they've done it all season. So, yeah, I I, I think that uh, I get it. Quinn Snyder was stressing the point that it's a series, not a single game. And I obviously we've watched enough playoff basketball through the years to see these things ebb and flow in rather dramatic fashion. But the Jazz proved to themselves that uh, that through through uh, you know hook or crook or physicality, they can slow this team down a little bit. And that they can, if they share the ball and move the ball properly and hit those shots, uh, they give themselves a chance to beat this team, this heavily favored team. So and I give it, them much, uh, well, I almost said much better. I don't know. Maybe that's overstating it. I give them a better chance in the series after this game. And this is going to be your obvious take of the day, Gordon, uh, because or my obvious take of the day, because it, they split those first two games, which in a playoff series for the underdog is is critical. And yeah. uh, now instead of having to, you know, with no home court advantage, with that not being a thing, now they just have to win a best three out of five series as opposed to winning, uh, you know, four out of five, right, or, or rattling off some in a row. They give themselves, they shorten the series, and with no home court advantage, the, the Jazz, in theory, would get the bounce with Mike Conley coming back, a little more production to help out and, and put themselves in a more advantageous situation. So simply because they split those four, first two games, I don't see how you couldn't give them a better chance in the series. Yeah, uh, and I thought it was really telling. Did you hear Mike Malone's comments when he was asked about what it was that the Jazz were doing to them? He, his response was kind of like Jamal Murray's. It was like, hey, you, yeah, you can, you can say that, uh, I'm paraphrasing here, but he said, you can say it's what they did, but uh, I'm not going to buy into that. It's what we do. And, you know, I mean, if you don't, the Nuggets are in a situation now where they are a little worried about what the Jazz are capable of doing to them, and I think that's a reflection of it. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Well, of course. I mean, Quinn Snyder said in his pregame comments, he said, you know, uh, God, what word did he use? He said game one is a baseline, you know. That, that's like, okay, here's what both teams have, and then the chess match begins from there, right? You know, this adjustment is going to be made here. This adjustment is going to be made there. We're going to see a bunch of adjustments from the Nuggets after this game. Yeah, I mean, I, I would be surprised if we see them run that double team at uh, Donovan much anymore, for example. Well, Mike Malone said that they, they didn't play smart. And uh, so what did they do? Well, they tried to play smart. They, they, they tried to, to do what he wanted them to do in order to slow down uh, Mitchell in particular. And it didn't work. So he either has to do a better job of communicating to his players what's necessary or he needs to come up with a different plan. But either way, the pressure is on the Nuggets now. Well, I made the mistake once of predicting the outcome of a series after game one. I'm not going to do it. Uh, I'm not ever going to base all of it on one game ever again, Jake. Was that the the one you blamed on PK? Kind of, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And DJ. 
<laughs> and DJ. That's right. That's the one you tried to pass the buck uh, on that one. I uh, did, but uh, the the point is that Quinn Snyder is exactly right. It's a series. You know, it's a series of games, and there's so much there's so much back and forth that goes on. It's like, are you going to predict that the the Bucks are going to lose to the Magic? Are you going to predict with any kind of certainty? That the Blazers are going to beat the Lakers? Uh, no, it's just it, that's not the way it works. I have more confidence in the Blazers than I do the Magic. Yeah, I think that's probably fair to say. But the point—I mean, who knows? Maybe they could pull it off an upset, and that would be—that that would just add more unpredictability to what's going on in a very strange year. But, but certainly, you can't come to conclusions based on one outing. Real quick, uh, one other game going on now at the half. Uh, the Celtics up on the 76ers, 65-57. to 57. Boston leads that uh, series one game to none. And earlier in the day, the Raptors beat the Nets 104-99. to 99. Toronto now has a two games to none lead in the series. And then the nightcap tonight, Gordon at seven. This is going to be a really great game. Uh, if, if game one was any indication, you've got game two between the Mavericks and the Clippers. So should be, uh, I mean, this all day, every day uh, playoff basketball is pretty sweet. Yeah, it's fun stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty it's, sweet. I mean, I, I don't like the circumstances under which all this is happening, but the basketball itself in that setting, I think is pretty cool. We want to remind you to go where love takes you in the all-new, completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback, available now. Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Gordon, uh, thank you for your work today, my friend. Appreciate you. Yeah, thank you, Jake. Uh, it's, uh, it's, fun to, it's fun to watch and to uh, break this stuff down. All right, your final from the bubble in Orlando. The Jazz even their best of seven series with the Denver Nuggets with a win, 124-105. to 105. Game three coming your way Friday afternoon. Tip-off will be at 2 o'clock. Pre-game will be at 1, and, of course, you'll hear it all right here on the Jazz Radio Network.